Good morning, church. How is everyone? I pray and hope that you and your family are keeping safe and staying well. Despite everything that's going on, you know, I believe that today the Lord has got a really powerful word that is good for all of us. So we are in the midst of uh, going through the book of Daniel. And last week we talked about chapter 7. So this means that this week it is my privilege and pleasure to be able to talk to you about what goes on in Daniel chapter 8. Now Daniel, the book of Daniel is not arranged chronologically. So you will find that chapter 8 actually happens two years after the vision of chapter 7 that Pastor Roger shared about last week. And chapter 8 actually occurs before the events of chapter 5 and 6. So I'm just putting it out here so that you don't get confused on when certain names of kings are mentioned. Alright? But nevertheless, chapter 8 was a powerful vision. It was the second of four visions that Daniel was about to get. Right? So second of four visions. And this particular chapter, a large portion of the visions that Daniel saw was in his future, but it was yet to be fulfilled for him. But for us, we can see a large portion has already been fulfilled. So it's very exciting to be able to trace back and see how accurate the prophecies and the predictions of the Lord came through Daniel. Alright, so now the chapter 8 is actually divided into two portions. You have the first part which contains the vision and that's found in Daniel 8 verses 1 to 14. And then you have the second part which is found in uh, from verses 15 all the way to verse 27 which contains the interpretation of the dream. Alright, of the vision, sorry. So as I mentioned, this is a vision, not a dream. So Daniel was not asleep and had a dream, but he was awake and it was a vision that he saw. And in this part of the vision, he was located in Babylon. But in the vision, he was transported. You know, in his vision, he was brought to this place called Susa. Susa is a town that is in present-day uh, Iran. So it was actually a town that rose to prominence under the Persian Empire about 50 to 70 years later, right? But at this moment, Susa was just a regular town. And so when Daniel was brought there into the town of Susa, and he had an amazing vision. The first thing he saw was a ram. So let's call it a ram on a rampage. Why? Because this ram, well, as all rams, he had two horns. But the difference was the first horn came up and then the second horn that came thereafter was much bigger and much greater. And this, this ram, he was charging. He was charging to the west, he was charging to the north, and he was charging to the south. All this is found in, chapter, in verses 3 and 4. And no other beast could withstand the power of this ram. And this ram did as he pleased, and he became great. And as Daniel was watching this, he saw another animal coming this time from the west. And as this animal came from the west, it was a goat. Let's call it the goat on the go. Why was he on the go? Because Daniel in his vision, he saw that this goat was coming very fast, but his feet was hardly touching the ground. That is trying to uh, let us know that the goat was moving at such a fast pace that he was not even running on the ground. Now, when this goat saw the ram, 
the goat struck the ram, struck the ram so fiercely that it broke the two horns of the ram. Now, I forgot to mention, this goat had one big horn in the center between its two eyes. It had one long, large, great horn. And so as he struck the ram, he broke the ram's two horns and nobody could come to the aid or assistance of this ram. And in verses 5 to 8, you see how the goat became exceedingly great. And at the height of, of its power, the goat's one horn was broken. While it was in so in a powerful position, the horn suddenly got broken. And from that one horn that was broken, four other horns grew from it. And from these four other horns that grew from it, one of this horn, which Daniel referred to as the little horn, came up. Since I'm giving names for everything from the ram on the rampage to the goat on the go, so this horn shall be called the little horn of horror. Why horror? Let me tell you why it was so horrific. Now, this little horn, it grew exceedingly great as well. It went to the south, to the east, and also towards the glorious land, which is actually the beautiful land of Israel. And as this horn, it grew great, it prospered, it also did horrific acts against the temple. It is all stated there and I will go into great detail a little bit later. So that was all contained in the first part of the vision. And clearly, Daniel was bewildered. He was wondering, what does it all mean? Why am I, why am I in Susa? Why am I seeing the ram and the goat and this little horn? And while he was naturally perplexed, I like what happened here, what the Lord said in Daniel chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. The Lord says, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near to where I stood. You know, God does not want to leave us in a position where we are confused about the signs of times. He wants to give us understanding. And this is the first time that an angel is given a name in the Bible. And now we know him as Gabriel. And angel Gabriel came as soon as the Lord said, hey, angel Gabriel, make this man understand and he came near to where I stood. Today, what is it that is on your mind that is so confusing that you don't understand what's going on in this country, what's going on with COVID, what's going on with your business or with your family or your household? Today, I want to speak to you that God is a God of clarity. Type that in the chat. God gives clarity. Come on, do that. Declare that, that God is going to give you the clarity that you need for the season ahead of you. Amen. So as Gabriel is now giving this clarity to Daniel, we see this. He says this in verse 20. And as for the ram that you saw with the two horns, these are the kings of Media and Persia. Wow, explicit explanations. And as for the goat, in verse 21, and the goat is the king of Greece, and the great horn between his eyes is the first king. Now, let's take a look at historical facts. Remember I told you that this was all been fulfilled. Historical fact is, shortly after this vision, the kingdom of Babylon was overrun, overthrown by the Medians and then later by the Persian Empire. And so, 
Babylon that was so great and glorious and majestic during the time of Daniel when he was receiving this vision, it actually fell because of the Medians and the Persians as foretold. The second thing, the king of Greece that, that was mentioned here that was represented by the goat. This actually took place a couple of hundred years later. And which is the great king that we're talking about here? It's a very famous king in history. You know this king. You have read up about this king. It is none other than Alexander the Great. That's right. He overcame the Persian armies in great battles, just like how the vision depicts. And all the lands of Persia and the former Babylon were conquered, plus adding on even greater lands to the empire of the Greek empire. So this vision that we see was clearly about major shifts in world power, world dominion. The Lord already knows all the shifts in the world power, world dominion way in advance before even a hint could be seen. Wow, how powerful it is. And you know, when, when the word of God talks about the four horns, this is what Gabriel says. As for the horn that was broken, in place of which four others rose, four kingdoms shall arise from this nation, but not with his power. Not with the same power as Alexander the Great. You see, Alexander, as the vision said, at the height of its power, the horn was broken. When Alexander was just 33 or 34 years old, that was when he passed away. He died. You know, a lot of different writings tell us most likely he died in a drunken stupor. You know, so for whatever reason he died, he died very, very young at the prime of his career, prime of his life. And when he died, the kingdom got divided into four. So it was exactly as was predicted. So four kingdoms, four different generals took on each different parts of his one kingdom. And the little horn is one of these kingdoms that's talked about. So this little horn that is meant that angel Gabriel talks about in Daniel 8 verse 22 to 23, says, and the, at the latter end of their kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their limit, a king of bold face who understands riddles shall arise. Let's talk about history again. This one little kingdom among the four kingdoms, one little kingdom was called the Seleucus kingdom. And they had a king by the name of Antiochus the Great. Antiochus the Great was actually probably the seventh or the eighth king in line. So it took place a much later, but another hundred years later. In total, about 300 over years had passed for this final part of the vision to come to pass. Antiochus the Great defied the high priests in Israel because they had conquered Israel and Jerusalem. But you know, that the temple is so sacred, Gentiles were not allowed to enter into this temple. But Antiochus the Great, he defied the priests. He came into the sacred temple. He erected a pagan altar inside the temple in Jerusalem. He offered a pig, which is a very unclean animal. He offered a pig on the altar as a sacrifice. What a horrific thing to do. And further to that, he also cooked the pig in a broth and he scattered the broth all across 
the temple, desecrating the entire temple, completely defiling it. And after that, he even erected a statue of Jupiter in the holy place. This devastation of the temple took place about 168 BC. So there was more than 300 years had come, would have already taken place since the vision of Daniel. Everything came to pass in progressive nature, but not a single word did not come true. Type it in, God's word come to pass. God's word comes to pass. Everything that God says, it will come to pass, church. However, there's a lot more details in Daniel chapter 8 that has yet to come to pass even in our lifetime. And so we can hold on to these things. We can hold on to every part of the Word of God. It will surely come to pass because God's Word always comes to pass. So what does it mean for us today? All this is a great history lesson. What does it mean for us today? I want to remind us all of God's sovereign reign in our line, in our life today. God's sovereign reign, it extends beyond what we can see, what we can even understand. While Daniel did not understand fully, completely, it seemed bewildering, but he just could just receive it by faith and write it down. And I want to encourage us to believe that God's sovereign reign is here for us. God spoke on the rise of the Medo-Persian Empire. He spoke on the rise of the Greek Empire. He spoke about a powerful ruler like Alexander the Great. He spoke on the rise of the four kingdoms. He even spoke and it came to pass about a king with bold face that will come and defile and, and stop the sacrifices in the temple of Jerusalem. God is sovereign, church. Declare that in the chat group. God is sovereign. Type it out. God is sovereign over everything, over rulers, principalities, every single thing that can possibly go wrong, the Lord says, I am sovereign. Now today, you and I, we may not receive visions and dreams like Daniel did, but we are able to see the signs of what's going on. And I believe like how the men of Issachar, they saw the signs and they understood the times. And I believe, church, that's for us, for us to take hold of today. See the signs and understand the times that we are in. Understand that whatever God has said in His Word, it will come to pass. This has been foretold. Our seasons of difficulties, the Lord said even in Matthew, Matthew 24, says that in the last days there'll be wars and rumors of wars. In the last days there will be earthquakes, there will be you know, volcano eruptions, there'll be all kinds of different things happening. And even this COVID pandemic, which has, you know, which brought the entire global front to such a standstill even last year and slowly we're trying to come back of it and it's still so difficult. All these difficulties are signs that we are living in the last days. And every part of the Word of God is true. Church, the Lord said that there will be a second coming. He is coming back again not as a baby, but as a ruler and a reigning king. The second coming of Jesus is real. The word of God says so. There is going to be a final judgment for every one of us. There is also a very real place called heaven and hell. As the word of God cannot be denied, all these things are the truth. Everything. So what shall we do, church? There's only 
there's, there's just one thing we must do is follow Daniel. And Daniel did three things that we, you and I, need to emulate. In Daniel 8 verse 15, When I, Daniel, had seen the vision, I sought to understand it. And behold, there stood before me one having the appearance of a man. Daniel, the first one is seek to understand. We need to seek to understand. We must not be content with just viewing the vision and not doing anything about it. It's not just to be content with reading Facebook articles or WhatsApp uh, videos or, or even, you know, just understanding and knowing what's going on in the newspapers. We must seek to understand what does God mean when all these things are happening. Seeking is a very active mode. In the Hebrew word, it talks about an active pursuit, a pursuit of understanding. Church, let's do the Daniel. Seek to understand. And you know, as Daniel sought to understand, the Lord provided Gabriel. Today, as you seek to understand, the Lord has already provided the presence of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit whom Jesus says, is our counsellor, is our helper. You know, and the Holy Spirit is here to even breathe life into the Word of God. Help us, give us understanding. When we pray in the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord will ignite, will activate and will give us the understanding as we seek God. It begins with us. Type that in. If you want to be a part of this Daniel movement, seek to understand. I will seek to understand. Type that in the chat, church. The second thing that Daniel did in verses 17 to 18. And when he came, I was frightened and fell on my face. But he said to me, Understand, O son of man, that the vision is for the time of the end. And when he spoke to me, I fell into deep sleep with my face on the ground. But he touched me and made me stand up. Now Daniel was naturally frightened when Gabriel came near to him. Gabriel must have been, what, six foot tall? He must have been so awesome in his appearance and naturally, like even other Bible characters before Daniel, they fall to the face when they come face to face with an angelic being. And Daniel did the same thing. And as Gabriel spoke to Daniel, what, did, what, did, what happened here? It says that Daniel fell into a deep sleep, so overcome he fell into a deep sleep, but Gabriel just had nothing to do with it. This was not the time to be sleeping. Daniel, Gabriel touched Daniel and made him stand up. Church, even now, I believe today, the Lord wants to touch the church in glad tidings. He wants to touch every believer that is here. He wants to touch and ignite because now is not the time to be sleeping. Now is not the time to be resting. Now is the time where the Lord says, stand up. I have a word to impart. Stand up and receive. So the second thing Daniel did that we need to do is stand to receive. Stand to receive. It's time, church, because the Lord knows what's ahead and He wants to download to you that rhema word for your family, that rhema word for your career, that rhema word for the direction of your life, that rhema word for the church of Jesus Christ in Pataling Jaya, in Malaysia and for the nation. The Lord wants you and I to stand and receive that powerful word that He has in store for us. 
Will you type that in the chat group now? I will stand to receive. And the third thing that Daniel wants us to do, that we must do as what Daniel did, is found in verse 27. And I, Daniel, was overcome and lay sick for some days. Then I rose and went about the king's business. But I was appalled by the vision and did not understand it. Though Gabriel had given explicit information, it was still very difficult to even understand because Gabriel was telling him about shifts in world kingdoms at a time where Babylon was so strong. Gabriel was even talking about such utter desolation upon the temple and Daniel was perplexed, you know, standing where he was. And so it troubled Daniel so much even though there was an explanation given that Daniel was even physically ill as he took time to reflect and think about things, but he didn't just allow it to overwhelm him completely. After he took the necessary time to reflect, I like what Daniel did. He rose up. He rose up and he went about the king's business. He rose up and went about the king's business. He didn't fully understand what was to come to pass, but he knew I need to do the matters at hand right now. I need to do what needs to be done right now. Church, I believe the Lord wants us to do this as well. Rise up and get to work. Rise up and work. Because really, we are living in the last days. It's time to rise up and we work in the King's business. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has got one business that is the business of reaching out, touching lives, and bringing people to know the love of Jesus. Even in these trying times, it's even more urgent. Very, very urgent for us all to get about King's business. These are the last days as we've mentioned. And you know, Daniel did not have all the answers. And that comforted me. Because I don't have all the answers. You know, as I think about what needs to be done going forward, where is God leading us? It's hard, but I take heed from this. We get up and we say, Lord, we want to stand to receive. And we get up and we go about the king's business. And as I was preparing this message, even two weeks ago, as I was praying, I said, Lord, but what, what is the final thing for us? What are you going to help us with? You know, as we seek to understand, as we say, yes, Lord, we want to stand to receive. And yes, God, we want to rise up and work. Then the Lord said one word to me, acceleration. Now that's why I actually entitled today's sermon as divine acceleration. Divine acceleration because God said all these actions on our own will not come to pass, but it's because He is bringing about a new season of acceleration that, that is going to come upon every one of us. Now, what does acceleration mean? In the physical, acceleration means if I was going, if I was driving a car at 40 km an hour, if I were to accelerate, I would then accelerate from 30 km an hour, 40 km an hour, then 50 km an hour, and then so on and so on. Now, I'm not encouraging you all to drive, drive like a speed maniac, but now I want to shift and talk about the spiritual realm. Because I believe that the Lord is calling forth and bringing forth a spirit of acceleration of kingdom business. 
to come upon us. An acceleration of how we share the gospel. An acceleration of how we share the love of God. An acceleration of us drawing closer to the Lord. An acceleration of spiritual intimacy. Church, there has to be an acceleration in these last days because we don't have much time. Time is of the essence and we need to bring as many people and populate the kingdom of heaven. And that is the business that you and I need to get involved in. Church, will you do this? Declare this right now in the chat group. Divine acceleration. Type that out right now. Divine acceleration because that is your portion. That is my portion. That is the portion for Glad Tidings Assembly of God. Malaysia. Hallelujah. Today, I believe, is going to be a special time. In this divine acceleration, the Lord wants to give every one of us a special encounter, a personal encounter. Just like how Gabriel touched Daniel and made him stand up. The Spirit of God is waiting to stand and touch you and bring you to your feet to wake us up to that certain portion that He has been calling you to. You have been feeling a stirring, some of you. You have been feeling a stirring a frustration of wanting to do more. That is the Spirit of the Lord awakening you to do certain things. It could be out of the norm. It could be something which you're not used to at all. But the Lord is doing a stirring so that we can do things beyond what we can see and beyond what we can understand. We are living in the last days. In the last days, the prophet Joel says that the Lord will pour out His Spirit on all flesh. Everyone, the Holy Spirit will come. And when the Spirit comes, it empowers us, not for ourselves, but to make God known, to make Him known, and for us to know Him. And that is the call. He wants children to draw to Him, and He wants us to draw others to Him. Church, the Lord is a sovereign God. So today, will you say to the Lord, I want to seek you more. Will you say to the Lord, I'm ready to stand and receive your instructions, your revelation, your rhema word? Would you say, I am ready as well to rise up and work, put my hands to the plow wherever you call me? I want to pray for three different areas right now. There are some of you here, you have been tuning in perhaps the first time, or maybe you've been tuning in regularly but you have yet to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Saviour. Today is the best day for you to give your life to Jesus because He loves you and He knows His great plans for your life. So if that's you, in a little while, I'm going to be leading you in a prayer. And for the rest of you who are believers, I believe that the Lord has already spoken to you. And if we were in a physical church, I would challenge everyone, come right down to the altar call because the Lord can touch you where you're seated, but the Lord, there is an act of faith being stirred up when we walk up to the altar. But now in a virtual setting, you don't walk to the altar. All you need to do, that act of faith to ignite and to, to just, you know, do something out of the norm. Click on that Zoom prayer link in the chat group right now. You can see it on your screens as well. Click on that link because to say that I want someone to stand along and pray along with me 
Because I want to say, God, I'm ready to seek you for understanding. God, I'm ready to stand, to receive. I'm ready to rise and go. I want someone to pray this because I know that God is stirring me. And if God is stirring you for full-time ministry, reach out to any one of the pastors. We'd love to walk you through this journey as well. And the third group, while there is a call for us to do more for the Lord, I want to just let you know that the Lord loves everyone and He knows every need. He's close to the brokenhearted. If you have a personal need, whether it's a prayer for health, whether it's a prayer for finances, prayer for any other situations in your life, please join us on the Zoom link as well. We want to pray and believe for breakthroughs to happen in your life. So right now, we're just going to pray for those who may be accepting Christ as their Lord and Saviour for the first time. Father, we want to thank you for everyone that is here today. And we want to bring those who are receiving Jesus as their Lord and Saviour for the first time. Please repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for loving me. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner. I confess my sins and I want to receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Saviour. Forgive me of my sins. Come in and be my Lord and my Saviour. I receive you. I receive your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you also have said this prayer for the first time, or even the second time, please join us on the Zoom link. We'd love to personally pray with you on the Zoom rooms as well. And today, church, as we end, we're going to end with a praise song. We're going to end by giving glory to the Lord. We're going to sing and declare this song. He is worthy of all our praise. He is the worthy of all our honour. And we want to ask Him to come into our hearts, build our life, because there is no other name but the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless.